Greetings, spooky ones, and welcome to the Boo Pod Network. We invite you to join us for a very special treat, just in time for the Halloween season. There are incredibly talented people in this group, and each have their tales to tell on the topic in question, which benefits you, dear listeners, since you get to experience top-quality narration, hard-hitting stories, and only the best collaborations, which is what you deserve. It took a lot of research and brainstorming sessions to figure out just what should require us to briefly deviate from our regularly scheduled programs, but eventually, we agreed that one such topic is not covered nearly enough. It is a subject of much intrigue, mystery, horror, and of course, the deliciously dreaded unknown. It is a subject of many books, documentaries, and wild speculations that might seem even too bizarre for the average observer or listener, but there are believers out there who would argue with you otherwise. Allow me to pull back the curtain and let you inside to our way of seeing this truncated and seemingly negative zone-esque landscape to what is known as the Bridgewater Triangle. You will hear about this highly unusual and peculiar area from different podcasters in the network, the backstories behind many different anomalies, and a few various tales from others that have ventured deep into the heart of it all. The names of the narrators, their associated programs, and their segments on this topic will be available as they are released, and the list will be available for you to view in this segment in the description. For now, take a walk with me as I guide you on an introductory tour into this apparitional fog of a perplexing, phantasm-like place. The landscape in question is located in southeastern Massachusetts and spans around an astounding 200 square miles, and what most people don't know is that it was mapped out and named by a cryptozoologist named Lauren Coleman, who wrote the best-selling and controversial book titled Mysterious America, The Ultimate Guide to the Nation's Weirdest Wonders, Strangest Spots, and Creepiest Creatures, where he discusses a few aspects of the triangle. Drawing obvious inspiration to name it based off of the Bermuda Triangle, he roughly identified the three points of the triangle as we know them today, which are as follows. Rehoboth in the southwest, Abington in the north, and Freetown in the southeast. Lauren said of the triangle that it is, quote, a window area of unexplained occurrences, but many modern investigators have challenged the limits of the triangle's boundaries, where some 300,000 inhabitants reside within the space, being comprised of nine towns. The influence of the triangle is said to expand beyond the initial plot points into Fall River, Cape Cod, and other nearby towns. It seems that either the triangle has no limits or its influence seems to diminish or change as it ventures away from within its central so-called boundaries, before being categorized as a place of interest by any notable skeptics or experts. There was never anything to draw upon, but as further recon has been done, people began to come forward with many sightings of extravagant beings and other unexplained happenings within the newly named perimeter, ranging from bizarre lights in the sky to distant whispers in Native American tongue. While it may have been named and roughly given a blueprint to just how far it stretches out, the beginnings of the triangle are hotly debated. Some historians claim that the paranormal aspects of it are a result of the cruel mistreatment of the Native Americans by early colonials that inhabited it. In 1675, 100 years before the American Revolution, present-day southeastern Massachusetts was known as Plymouth Colony. That same summer, the Native Americans rebelled against their oppressors, which was led by a man known as Metacom, later known as King Philip. 
This uprising later became known as King Philip's War. The settlement of Swansea became the starting point of this conflict that spread to other settlements like Wildfire, where Hoboth was one of these that was under siege. After a year of bloodshed that saw the slaughter of innocent men, women, and children on both sides, colonials turned the tide and King Philip was captured and killed, with his head being put on a pike and displayed at a nearby fort. Thousands of Native Americans were killed, and the ones that survived were sold into slavery, marking the end of the First Indian War. Today, historians and locals alike claim that the land the Triangle encompasses has been tainted and had a curse placed upon it by its natives brought on by these atrocities. Lauren Coleman may have spoken about a few choice points of interest in his book, but they go far beyond that. Among the many eerie sites within the Triangle are the mysterious Dighton Rock, Anawan Rock and Rehoboth, Lake Nippinicket and Bridgewater, and Profile Rock in Freetown, which eyewitnesses claim phantom campfires and ghosts of Native Americans have been seen. Paranormal sayings are also reported at lesser-known areas such as Solitude Stone, the Rainham Taunton Dog Track, several cemeteries in Rehoboth, King Philip's Cave in Norton, and the Harnbine School and Shod Factory. Among one of the hottest spots in the Triangle is the notorious Hockamock Swamp, which is a historic wetland area rife with conflict, death, and tragedy. Some of the craziest, most elaborate tales are said to have begun right here, and many will argue that this is the beating heart of the Bridgewater anomalies and haunts. Covering an astounding 16,950 acres, this location has some staggeringly treacherous land. Considered the largest freshwater swamp in the state, it is said that people have seen phantom fires, floating orbs, and heard chants of rain dances in the distance. A few swore that they saw what appeared to be a seven-foot-tall behemoth that skulked about the hotspot within Hockamock known as Lake Nippinicket. It was said that it was covered head to toe in fur, which suggests that it may have been the elusive Bigfoot. Other sightings near the lake have been full-bodied apparitions, drum noises, and even anacondas that defied nature. There is also the famed Anawan Rock near Route 44 in Rehoboth that is said to be where Chief Anawan surrendered to colonists, ending King Philip's War. Legend has it that the spirits of fallen warriors continue to haunt the location near the rock with multiple slangs of ghost fires and distant chanting. The local communities agree that those curious tourists looking for the full Bridgewater experience may definitely need to set up camp at the lake and get engrossed in the lore that the swamp holds. Just make sure your wits are about you at all times, because you know the unseen phantasms are always watching. So ghosts and Bigfoot are not to your liking? How about traveling to Easton or Rainham, where there have been more than several UFO sightings in the past 50 years from all walks of life, and what is really fascinating is the first report of paranormal activity was made over three centuries ago in the Triangle in 1760, when, at 10 a.m. on May 10th, a sphere of fire was reported to hover over New England and emit a light so bright that it cast shadows in the morning sun. Since that sighting, there have been at least five major sightings from 1908 to 1968, where onlookers claimed to see a hovering ball of light. During the 70s, for whatever reason, all activity in the Triangle hit a zenith and had some of the best sightings ever recorded, such as the most well-known UFO sighting which took place in 1979 when two radio show hosts on WHDH were driving home and saw a baseball diamond-shaped UFO that had a singular front-facing light and was as big as a tank. It made no noises, it hovered for a minute, then took off. 
Many other people, including an officer in 1994, reported similar phenomenon that seemed to corroborate the radio host's stories. A more unusual, out-of-place sighting happened in 1971 in Easton. A police sergeant was coming home when he spotted a giant flying creature that came and went as fast as it appeared. He reported it to his department, but he was heavily ridiculed. Whatever kind of otherworldly draw that particular part of the triangle has is largely unknown, but one thing is for sure, someone needs to start filming. How about venturing into East Freetown, into the National Forest where Fall River is located, where numerous reports of animal mutilations have been seen and heard? Over the years, those brave enough to walk around the dense foliage have come across cow dissections, animals ripped apart, and symbols signifying Satan worship and other evidence of random cult activity such as creepy dolls in a bunker where a couple resided that were said to be child molesters, or notorious serial killers Carl Drew and Robin Murphy that had a hut that they used for seances. Not horrifying enough? How about ritualistic murders taking place in order to bring about the Dark Lord's rise? Still not enough suffering for you? Many of you are familiar with the suicide forest in Japan, but it turns out that the forest in the Triangle is home to what some would call the American version of its Asian counterpart, where hikers were shocked to discover those who took their own life through hanging, or they peered over the astronaut ledge, only to see someone crushed below on the rocks. If I haven't convinced you to take a gingerly stroll through this floral-laden forest of death and suffering by now, then I have one more surprise. You see, this vast landscape was also the home of the Wampanoag tribe for countless centuries, and here you will find the sacred Profile Rock. Legend has it a Native American figure by the name of Anawan received a lost wampum belt at this rock, and visitors there have heard whispers claiming that it's said to give him his belt back. Soon thereafter hearing this, their cell phones, cameras, and other electronic devices became distorted until they left the area. Eyewitnesses also claim to have seen specter ghost dances in a man, who must be Anawan, sitting atop the rock, making this a very desirable place for ghost hunters to investigate. If you're still unsure if you want to make this one of your stops upon visiting the Triangle, perhaps you're just afraid. And if that is the case, what do you have to lose? Except maybe risk becoming part of the forest. Forever. Once you're done traversing the forest, gather up your camping gear and take a walk along the shores of the Tonanton River near the Grassy Island Burial Grounds, which is just outside Hockamock Swamp, and take a look at one of the most perplexing sites known as Dighton Rock. No one is certain how long this mystic boulder has been in the area, but that isn't what has astounded historians. It is the indecipherable etchings on the rock itself. Some claim that Vikings were in the area and scribbled lore from their mythology on it while exploring, and some claim it was the natives themselves. Still, some claim Phoenicians are responsible, but if you have theories on what made the inscriptions, your hypothesis is as good as any at this point. A final stop on your way out of the Bridgewater experience may find you taking an illegal self-guided tour at what is, in my opinion, one of the most overlooked points of interest on this list, Taunton State Hospital. As most of you are well aware, there was a long, grisly history with mental health facilities and as patients were usually not taken care of and were often abused in a variety of ways by its sadistic staff, but this place is on another level of an immoral playing field. Opened in 1854, the building was an answer to all the overcrowding at the current state's only asylum at that time. 
although it is impossible to verify, mostly due to the hospital's administrative wing burning down in 2006 and other bad record keeping. This facility became known as one of the worst asylums in history, and to give you a grotesque idea of just how bad, has been called the concentration camp of mental hospitals. Horrible stories of torture, medical experiments, and murder were so abhorrent and vile that these stories still circulate to this day. The worst of these stories involve patients being hacked to death, boiled alive, frozen to death, and limbs being removed and reattached to other patients. It is said the staff were sick, if not sicker, than most of the patients. The facility closed down in 1976, and the administrative building housed in the center of the complex burned down in 2006 and was finally torn down. All that remains of this hospital is the wings that used to jut out of the administrative center being used for juveniles with a history of violence and mental health. It is said that this facility left a permanent stain on mental illness in the community that never fully healed and is a main source for all manner of paranormal events in the area. Although you cannot go onto the property since it is private, it is listed on the historic registry, which means that if you ask nicely, you can be given a tour. Just make sure you don't end up asking someone that used to work there. After Coleman's book introduced us all to the Triangle, people from all over the world began to take interest and became captivated by the stories and the whimsical aspects of it all, such as skeptics like director Aaron Cordeaux, who co-created the films The Bridgewater Triangle and America's Bermuda Triangle. He said that he loved collecting creepy stories that revolved around the ethos of the Triangle. He added that he walked into the project 99% skeptical and walked out still at 96%, but there were aspects about the area that made him take a step back and scratch his head. During his scouting expeditions, he experienced all manner of technical issues and got senses of dread that came and went as quickly as they appeared with no clear sources. Some interview segments were met with unexplained occurrences of lighting going out, despite the bulbs and batteries being brand new. Locals that were giving their account of what they experienced were clearly shaken up, with some even cutting the interview short or acting like they were reliving it all over again, showing how much they truly believed in and feared the Triangle. Cardew adds, Is it because the region has been defined as strange that people are automatically attributing things that could be easily explained as paranormal because there's a heightened sense of awareness living there? In other words, you hear something crashing in the woods, and it could be a deer, but everyone's minds go to Bigfoot because they're living in the Bridgewater Triangle. All of this is right and wrong at the same time, which makes things even more peculiar since it is hard to verify conflicting stories and accounts that are nearly impossible to prove. Still, there are some, like Jeff Bellinger, a paranormal investigator, that lent his two cents to the conversation, saying that it all harks back to King Philip's War, and most of the troubles began with his death and the uprising. He adds that we've probably heard the trope of the unfinished business scenario with ghosts, the unfinished business really having nothing to do with the dead in this regard, and having everything to do with the living. We don't like people getting away with murder, even if it happened a long time ago, so there's this nagging feeling that happened in this area. I tend to agree with this, since the past has a way of coming back around, but it still leaves way too many questions than it does answers, which is why the triangle persists. Those that believe wholeheartedly in negative energy, such as Andrew Lake of Greenville Paranormal Research, says that the war was merely a symptom of the area, and that the conflict was a result of that energy infesting the inhabitants. He also added that there are these areas all over the globe that are nicknamed window areas. 
locations, and these locations seem to be like a tear in the veil to other realities. Extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence, but there is much about science and the universe at large that we still haven't even scratched the surface of. Folklorist and author Chris Balzano, who wrote Dark Woods, Cults, Crime, and Paranormal in the Freetown State Forest, and Ghosts of the Bridgewater Triangle, said it best, Whatever you want to find in the triangle is there. You want zombies? It has that. Bigfoot? UFOs? It's all right there to discover because it is not really a place. It is a living, breathing organism. It pulls you in and has a hunger and also a hidden dark side. All the intrigue, thrills, chills, and enigmatic disarray are ripe for the picking within the Bridgewater Triangle. If you're any kind of overly curious fantasy junkie, or even a twisted soul like myself, that needs to know every little thing that the world has to offer that may remain unexplained till the end of time, then do yourself a favor and take a little road trip to mingle with the living and the dead, and try not to get abducted by aliens or eaten by abnormally large cryptids. Just be sure to tell them that I sent you. They may allow you to keep parts of your sanity after you leave. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed listening as much as I enjoyed narrating. Please be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to all podcasts involved with this project as it really helps our exposure. We appreciate all donations and support no matter how big or small. Stay tuned for the next part of this anthology from Haunted UK Podcast, where he will discuss, in depth, one of the creepiest and unsettling stories from the Triangle that you do not want to miss. The Phantom Hitchhiker of Route 44. Until next time, be safe and stay curious. <laughs>